Welcome to the show, episode four, on deck right here. It's finals, it's the end of the semester, end of the year, end of the decade. It's amazing out here. Yeah, it's awesome. I Nothing I love more than everything ending. Yeah. <laughs> the world ending. ending. it all, yeah. <laughs> Our football program, well, football program's already ended. Yeah. It's over. Um, we got We got a great show for you today. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, we haven't touched on Clay Helton yet. Uh, Jimmy's ready. He's got some ammo. Uh, we're going to do Slackers and Superstars of the Decade. Pretty exciting. Uh, we got the Patriots cheating. We got the Holiday Bowl, Garrett Cole, President's Cup. It's just a, it's just a loaded episode. Oh, and don't forget, we have our Southern correspondent, Sylvester Sparks, in studio. It's going to be electric. She's going to give us a taste of what it's like to be from one of, I don't know, where is she from? Alabama? Uh, she, you know, she, she's she got that, that southern home. Okay. Yeah, you know, she does have a southern side. accent. So we're going to, she's she knows everything about the south. Yeah. She, well, like a hundred times more than I do for sure. I don't know about Jimmy. I mean, we immediately, I'm from Florida, but I immediately conceded to her the first time I met her. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, you, yeah. it's you. You're a real southern. You got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we got all that coming up and probably more. I mean. You knowing us, we always deliver the hits, so we do. Um, but first, just kidding. Here she is, Sylvie Sparks. All right, here we go. We welcome in Sylvie Sparks into the studio. Sylvie, how's it going? Hey, good. How's it going with y'all? Pretty. Good. There we go. That's yeah, what we're talking there it about. Is. The, the y'all, the y'all immediately. Yeah. So, tell us about your background. Where you came from, the South. That's what I've been told. <laughs> That's what you've been told. Well, I was, I'm from California, but my family's from Alabama. So my mom went to Alabama, my dad went to Auburn. So we're big SEC football people, especially Alabama and Auburn, house divided. So really big into all that stuff. Yeah. Is so it, in, in California, this is about as close as we're going to get. So I yeah. mean, we really will take it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So you lived in California your whole life? Yeah. Okay. I was born and raised in Southern California, but. Our whole family is still back in Alabama, so we go back there okay. all the time. Is the, is the Iron Bowl, like, legit in your house? Oh, yeah. It's, like, the biggest holiday in my house. Oh, like, that's so awesome. We used to go every year, but now we don't anymore just to, like, save money, so we just watch at home. But, like, my mom will watch in her room and my dad will watch in the living room because they can't hang out together and watch it. But, yeah, it's pretty le- legit. They put up, like, their inflatable mascots in the backyard. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, do you ever find yourself forced to take sides, you know, and does it ever get like contentious? Not so much with my parents. My parents are really good about, you know, just like letting us do whatever we want. But like my extended family, is really intense. Like when we actually go to the games, I usually kind of like, if the game's at Auburn, I'll wear Auburn clothes. If the game's at Alabama, I'll wear Alabama clothes because I haven't been able to pick a side, which is super weird. And then my family will get really mad at me and like try to convince me one or the other is better and like why I'm wrong for wearing the other school. But yeah, I haven't really had to pick a side before, except when I'm if I'm like one time at an Auburn game, I was sitting with my family who's Alabama fans, and I was wearing Auburn clothes, and they like would not let me clap or cheer or anything. So I just like sat there silently the whole game. Ooh, that's I pretty awesome. That. And that's that was pretty cool. That was the kick six game though, so that was like really Ooh. hard. Like at the end, like I was so excited, and it was crazy, and I was literally just like, I couldn't even make a sound, and it was just like so overwhelming. Imagine being. You're rooting for a team. It's pretty much the seminal moment, probably in program history, right. realistically. 
and you are not allowed to. <laughs> the the Auburn Alabama rivalry is something special. Well, at least when you like hang out with relatives, like they're just going on about like why you should root for Alabama and Auburn. They're not like asking you about math classes or you know like That's stuff true. like that. Oh yeah, they like they don't care about USC like at all. So they don't even care about my college experience. <laughs> it's just like about what my college experience should have been at Alabama or Auburn. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Do they, they probably don't even know like who our quarterback is or anything as we play no. at freaking nine p.m. every Saturday. That's kind of awesome, though. They don't it even is. know what's going on. You don't. They don't ask you about anything. They don't. Yeah. Well, That's they also sweet. just like don't care about Pac-12 football. They like don't think it's real. <laughs> That's awesome. That's They're lucky. That's awesome that they like completely confirmed everything. I thought like I assume that everybody on the East Coast are just like the Pac-12. Like what? Well, it's not just the East Coast. I mean, in SEC country, it's just beautiful how like you can just not expose yourself at all to other kinds of football there's just 14 teams mm-hmm. in the entire country you and yeah. i love that it's a beautiful thing yeah it's pretty awesome actually yeah well when we just have to watch 12 shitty ones yeah 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 and like I, I love like that like arkansas probably has more weight than like a michigan or ohio state yeah. if you're living in alabama you know? that's pretty cool it's great yeah okay um we're gonna move on here we we're just gonna go uh to some just some weekly news here okay okay and Give us, give us your take, Sylvie, anytime you want. Just chime in with your Southern, you know, sort of perspective from Southern California. So Yes, Southern <laughs> California. So, Southern, yeah, that's right. Yes. You've never yeah. been above some longitudinal line. or la- Mason-Dixon line. Right. Yeah. Or fl- like latitudinal. Yeah. Sorry. Apologize. We're really good at maps. Flatitude. Yeah. That's how you remember. We're yeah, cartographers. Yeah. I actually did that in my head after I said longitude. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Flatitude. <laughs> Okay, so Garrett Cole just got signed for three hundred and forty-five million dollars. Is that right? Three twenty-four, I believe. Three twenty-four. Okay, mm-hmm. that's disgusting. And I just have to say, I had to bring this up because we signed the Seattle Mariners signed a certain someone to a large contract, um, and it didn't go very well, to say the least. We didn't make the playoffs one time. He never played in a playoff game, um, but we called him the King, which was pretty interesting. And uh, last year we paid him $27 million for one start, which was pretty pretty cool. So just I'm excited for the Yankees fan to, to have to go through that in eight years. Um, so screw you, Yankees. I hate you. The, you actually did just contextualize the fact that <laughs> Seattle, a fan base whose team has not made the playoffs in 19 years, right? Yeah, 2000 2001. 2001. Yeah. Um, has been referring to like a 4.3 ERA pitcher as the king <laughs> for like 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I really didn't like think much about it because, like, much in the way that SEC fans don't consider the rest of the country mm-hmm. as legitimate with football, um, the entire nation does not care about Seattle baseball nor like regard it as like anything of a, th- a threat. Yeah. Um, so yeah. the fact that there's like this coven of people referring to this man as the king because he, throws he goes like 13 11 with like a 4-4 era is just unbelievable yeah but with regards to the you know garrett cole deal coming back to that um as a Rays fan this is just a, a waking nightmare yeah you know this is why I, I continue with my take that the Rays winning the world series would be the most amazing thing to ever happen in sports because we have to deal Disagree. with with the two most imbalanced teams in a very very in the most imbalanced american sport right mm, it, it's like the premier yes. league but in America, you know, it's like having to deal with Man U and Man City, but we play them like an inordinate amount of times mm. and the rest of the league doesn't have to play them. And then like our playoff standing is based on how they do. It's ridiculous. So they can throw out, 
you know. You know, what? I'll give I'll give this to you. Actually, yeah. they're really good. They can the throw, yeah, they're really good. They can throw out nine years at a guy like Garrett Cole, and it's just like not like a thing. And we have to deal with the fact that like once a guy is like two years away from free agency, we're like, yeah, you're you're out of here. You're <laughs> gone. You want to get paid market value? Or are you kidding me? I think Leave. some people would say that the Dodgers and the Giants. It's tough, but also those, are very good. They're not like you know constantly throwing out two hundred fifty million dollars in payroll. You know what I mean? Every uh, year. They were thinking the, about doing the Dodgers it, are a bit there, like but like four times in the last two years. True, but most of the Dodgers' wealth is is homegrown talent. That's there's not a lot yeah, of guys there. Yeah, they have a great there. farm system. Yeah, there's not yeah. a lot of guys there that were acquired through free agency. It's really trades and yeah, uh, their own draftees. So. I can respect that. But the Yankees just play a completely different game from everyone else, and the Rays have to find a way to adjust, as we always do. And we will. Yeah, no, the Mariners do a really good job adjusting. Then they also have a great farm system that's, uh, I think, now the third worst in the league. So that's a big improvement from the last eight or nine years. So. As, like, a 92-loss team, that's, like, a really good place to be. <laughs> it's that. fun. I mean, you know, good weather and stuff and mm-hmm. just kind of hang out and— don't really have to worry about your job too much if you play there. Exactly, you so get to, cool. you know, fantasize and get excited about the next place that you're going to get traded to. Well, yeah, and and, <laughs> and well, you'll probably be really good as soon as you get traded. Yeah. that's like the Mariners' curse is that like, they traded away Adrian Beltre immediately got good. Yeah. We traded away Jason Veritek, Hall of Fame catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Oh, we traded. You traded Mike Zanino to the Rays, and he's become actually the worst catcher in Major League Baseball. No, he was worse before. He batted like a solid 170. Oh, he batted about 150 this year, and I think his OPS was something in the range of like 610. Oh, that's good. Is, no, that's um, really good. He's actually baseball. He actually is a fantastic catcher. Like the That was the annoying thing about it, is that all our pitchers would pitch like way worse if he didn't play. Interesting. Um, and they, they loved how he signed, like all that type of stuff. They're like, I don't want pit, to pitch to anybody else. But every pitcher on the other team was like, I only want to pitch to Mike Zanino. <laughs> I mean, going to pump up my strikeouts. <laughs> you know, I want him to be good. He has a cool ass name. Uh, he had a kid last year, so oh, that's cool. you know, me and my friends constantly talk about the dad strength aspect, and mm-hmm. you know, being a father, it it's really wrists. You know, as someone who's not a father, um, it really empowers you once you have your first child. Um, it it helps your exit velocity at the very least. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't really do much with the launch angle, but I mean, he he did bump up its exit velocity at least a couple miles per hour because he is now a father and he has the responsibilities right. and he has the entanglement of that. You yeah. Know, well, now I mean, I think in. he was a young bachelor in his twenties, just he, hitting one seventy, and he's like, you know, he take out bats off. Yeah. You know? I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce around the league now. He's like, I gotta hit at least two oh one to stay on a team. So I think he's going to get it up there. Now he's got a kid because he needs a stable source of income. He does. Yeah. All right. So, sorry. Sylvester, Just I apologize. Just a little bit of Mike Zanino dad talk. No, yeah. don't apologize. It was slated. It, it It's on the agenda. It's, yeah. It says right here, Mike this, Zanino dad talk. The sponsors go crazy for it. You have to bring in <laughs> yeah. money somehow. I know. It would say Mike Z at least once an episode. It's, yeah. it's really annoying. But um, I actually I moved on because I couldn't figure out what to ask you next. Um, oh. So apologies for that. But if you did have to choose before between Alabama and Auburn, would you like? Could you give us, or at least, could you give us some like pros and cons in your mind of like Alabama? Auburn? Like, like what w- separates an Alabama fan from an Auburn fan? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Beyond Ooh. just the like, you know, Ooh, Alabama so much, wins really? a ton of championships. Ooh, uh, this is spicy. Yeah. So Alabama and Auburn are actually like really different, and I've debated this a bunch in my head because I really. I want to like pick a side because it's super weird to not like in 
2010 at the Iron Bowl, I wore red pants and a houndstooth scarf and then a Cam Newton jersey and an Auburn hat. And just everyone hated me because wow. neither side wanted to claim me. But I just like I wanted to like be fun and different. I don't know. I was like 13. I was weird. But <laughs> yeah, Alabama and Auburn fans are really different. Like at Alabama games, like everyone's like suited up and like girls are wearing dresses and like no one barely wears like school colors. They just wear like little buttons that say like, you know, their sorority loves the tide and whatever. And then at Auburn games, everyone's in like jeans and a t-shirt and it's like so much more relaxed. So like my dad always feels so out of place when we're like tailgating at Alabama because all his friends are like dressed up in suits and he's in a t-shirt and they're like, go put on nice clothes. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. It's just like really different vibes. Like Alabama's really classy and Auburn's really like, I don't know. Auburn's like a cow college is like what it's called. A cow um, college? Can you define oh, cow it's college? like an agriculture school. Like it started as an agriculture uh, school. Okay. But they still like call people that no, the people are like fat. I didn't mean that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah, yeah. No, that's what like that's like UW and Wazoo. It's like Wazoo's an agriculture school, so they're like but they're like, Oh, we have a wine school. It's like no, you they have a wine cow school? college. That's yeah, they do. That's actually great. Now I'm gonna use that all the time. You go to a cow, cow college. <laughs> that's cool. Um but yeah, I don't know. I like want to pick a side because I know it's super weird that I like both. But I just like, I don't know. I like when both teams do well, obviously. Like this year in the Iron Bowl, I think I kind of wanted Alabama to win a little more than Auburn, obviously just for like the playoffs and everything. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was watching with my dad. So I like it was more exciting to cheer for Auburn and everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. I It's hard to pick a side. They're, I love them both in different ways. But I'm, like, the only one in my family. Like, even my brothers have both, like, sided with my dad. Really? So maybe I'm supposed to side with my mom, but I just, like, haven't. I don't know. I'm definitely – sounds like I'm more of an Auburn guy. I don't really want to dress up for a I, game. Yeah, I mean, you know, I respect Auburn. I, I just I, – I like their colors better for sure. Oh, yeah. Orange and blue is, like, exciting and different. Everyone's yeah, well, I like the blue. It's not like Boise State, like, gross, like, bright blue. It's a nice kind of, like – Subtle navy. Yeah, like it. yeah, it is nicer than like the the UF orange and blue, mm-hmm. which is yeah. like kind of tough on the eyes. Yeah, not gonna yeah. lie. Um, I don't know. I I've never really been like the big like I hate Alabama guy. Hmm. Like honestly, like they're so far separated from like USC, and even like when I was living in Florida, they were separated from me like pretty well. So it wasn't like oh Alabama's taking championships away from me. It was just like yeah. you know it would be exciting to see new teams win, but yeah, I never hated them like the Patriots. I will say I don't I I used to hate Alabama for a long time. Just I don't know. I didn't like their style of football. They're just running the ball. They had like gigantic running backs. I did think how it was cool. Like Derrick Henry, so cool. I Mark thought both Mark Ingram was smaller. He was really good, but like Mark he wasn't was as exciting coolest. to me. Trent Richardson. <laughs> Trent Richardson was cool. Bo Scarborough, super cool. But now that they're both like LSU and Alabama are both scoring a lot. They're throwing the ball. It's so weird. It's really weird, but it's I liked it a lot. Like the that Alabama LSU game was so exciting. Those are words I never thought I would actually ever hear. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing I was in Vegas for that game and I remember seeing the line. It was something like pretty gaudy. It was like probably like sixty two points. Yeah. Uh and they I was like hammered it. I, I hammered the under because honestly <laughs> I, I I hadn't paid enough attention to like L, at least LSU like I knew Alabama and Tua whatever yeah I hadn't paid enough attention to Joe Burrow and I was like you're telling me the teams that's had I, I believe it was thirteen to nine in the national championship right and LSU didn't cross midfield until like the third quarter I was like wasn't there a me, nine to three game too yeah yeah <laughs> you're telling me those teams are gonna score sixty two points in no way and then they um annihilated me it in my wallet so. yeah. Yeah. No, that that game was so awesome. The Auburn, sorry, the yeah Auburn Alabama game was really exciting too. I just like 
now I can't hate them as much because like I used to turn on the TV in the national championship. I'd be like, Jesus Christ. Like I just remember the Notre Dame Alabama game. They just pounded the rock. So and beautiful. Just, I hate Notre Dame more than Alabama yes. for sure. So it wasn't that bad, but I was just like, I can't like watch this. It's not exciting. But now they're burning people on routes, throwing deep balls. Tua's awesome, super fast. Get better, Tua. But you know, it's just like it's way more exciting. I can't say I hate them anymore. Yeah, especially either. Joe Burrow. Okay, Joe Burrow. Hey, so they're awesome. they're an underdog now. I know. Had a terrible season, ranked fifteenth, two losses. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine. I think I could. I think USC could take him. You think that coach still has what it takes? That that Nick Nick Saban guy. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I think He's he takes it. needs to take a long look in the mirror and say, "I'm never going to win a national I hear there's championship." There's some exciting clo- coaches like Clay Helton could be available next <laughs> yeah. year. That's probably why they kept him because they're like, okay, right. Helton's going to be out there next year. We'll make a run at him." But I know LSU is going to be hot on his tail. Mm-hmm. No, Ohio State's going to be hot on his tail. Like. It's gonna be exciting. Yeah, I agree. Clay Helton sweet stakes. <laughs> I we got to mention this LSU, obviously fantastic this year. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow's gonna win the Heisman, and they have the most lovable coach in the country by far in human history, actually. Yeah, and uh, impossible to tell what he's saying half the time. But yeah. subtitles, <laughs> worst friend. Um, but he, oh, an article came out. Sorry, an article came out like last week that said that USC. Mm-hmm fired him because of the way he sounded and he's now got like the most recognizable recognizable voice in college football he's got the number one team and they're probably gonna win the national championship yeah it's and, disgusting and it it actually it is the worst thing that usc football has done this it, it really this is decade it's, it's the worst thing ever it he, is. so i read that article and i was like i thought this was an onion article they're like, yeah, we couldn't understand him, like, so we fired him. I was like, are you serious? Yeah, like, basically the t- the tenor of the article was Beverly Hills, Newport Beach guy doesn't like Southern yeah, coach exactly. and fires him. Yeah. And it, that is literally like an Onion title. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, I don't know, it was like a bunch of people in our organization just have no idea how football teams work. It's like, you just rally around something, like, kind of weird and, like, cool, or, like, a guy like that who, like, doesn't make that much sense or, like, can't really understand him, but it's awesome. And like yeah. everyone's just like, hell yeah, I want to do anything for that guy because he goes, you know, it, it, like that's why Clay Hilton's like so discount Coach O. Yeah, like they're like, oh, well, like the team rallies around him and like they play hard for him. And as a former manager, I saw him at practice be like coaching the O line, be like, yeah, we got some dogs out here, yeah, yeah, we got some big dogs out out front. I'm Clay Hilton, um, and <laughs> I was like, okay, like I get it, man. You know, you want to be the guy who recruits better than you. Develops players better than you and puts out winning teams better than mm-hmm. you, but you're not him. Yeah, he's not going to order 15 pounds of crawfish. Did no, you see that? We got some crawfish. <laughs> Coach O, if you guys don't know, he ordered 15. Well, he ordered crawfish for Joe Burrow when he was recruiting him at this restaurant, and the manager came up and said, "We don't have any crawfish." Crawfish. So he told the manager to go buy 15 pounds of crawfish, <laughs> just so him and Joe Burrow could eat it. Did during the manager the rec- do it? Yeah. Oh it was like $150 worth of crawfish. I mean, when God asked you to deliver <laughs> crawfish to him, do you say no? <laughs> I guess not. No, you do not. Um, so Ocho that... is the, the red-faced, beautiful Jesus that has come down to the, the marshlands of Baton Rouge. And yeah. those people worship, worship him as such. It's yeah. beautiful. I, I've, it's really amazing. You know, I, want, I want to put out a personal apology to Cocho that we made him feel down for even one to five minutes yeah. for losing his job at USC. Yeah. Because that's terrible. That's he should a terrible never feel sadness do. or pain ever again. Yeah. 
We love you, Coach O. All right, moving on. We have ooh, quick couple quick notes. The Patriots are cheating again. What the hell against the Bengals? Yep, we're on Cincinnati. <laughs> well, clearly they're on to Cincinnati. Hey, yeah. come on, come on, come on. everyone is—you can't hear, but everyone is clapping. <laughs> guys, guys, as we're doing a podcast, settle down, please settle down. All right, sorry um, about that. Anyway, it's, it's so unprofessional. I know. Um, the, the Patriots just have some fundamental issues with like playing by the rules. <laughs> Certainly, there's you know a Roger Goodell vendetta a little bit against them. Um, right, I, I think Roger Goodell generally doesn't take kindly to the stronger owners in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, Jerry Jones, and he had his whole thing with Zeke, and now Robert Kraft, and, you know, what they had with Robert Kraft before with Deflategate. Mm-hmm. But this is just ridiculous. Like, how could you possibly justify making a documentary on a game that your team isn't playing? <laughs> yeah. And it's actually probably one of the worst games of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you What are you doing? What are you trying to, like, oh, yeah, like it's, it's like the art of coaching. It's like... You, you see this is an NFL game and like people <laughs> are coaching that as for the art of coaching I, I think or it's like some oh like documentary God. it's ridiculous the, well the other thing if the, if they try to spin it as that the art of coaching came out like yeah, today out. as it would already be it was already edited produced like everything like probably months ago it might not have been the art of coaching but I think it was like a some other Patriots coaching Bill Belichick something it's like what are you doing like <laughs> <laughs> that's well, so ridiculous. It's fine with me because I'm in the playoffs with my fantasy league, oh, okay. and I have the Patriots D, and I'm pretty sure they're, they're going to score 60 points mm-hmm. on the Bengals. But if, well, I mean, if they don't, I'm going to lose my mind. Okay. If they filmed them, the worst team in the league, and then they do not annihilate them, like they don't pick the ball off like eight times, I'm going to lose my shit. Okay. So anyways. Noted. <laughs> good stuff there. We'll see how Sam reacts. You'll hear it in the next episode. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the President's Cup is going on. That's about it. I'm a golf nut. These guys aren't. It's fine. I love Tiger. He's back. He's killing it. Player captain. It's really cool. All right. Here the Americans are doing poorly. That's we are I'm doing about. quite poorly, but Tiger's the only one who's doing well, which is awesome. Okay. He's killing it. Cool. He just murdered the other guys that he played against. That's all you need to know. I'll just get that out of the way. Sorry, guys. Thanks Thanks for sticking with me. That's um, your Tiger update of the day. That is Tiger update. update. Uh, we kind of touched on... The Clay Helton thing. I think Jimmy's kind of worn out running the barstool account. It yeah. gets a little tiresome. Yeah, just it's, ragging on him. It's just such a sad time, and USC football is like the saddest thing ever. It is. It just it doesn't even need to be like explained like much further than that. It's just everything is sad, and I wish that we could just win football games mm-hmm. and not lose them. I'm here for you, brother. Just okay. so you know. Jimmy looks so defeated right now. Like you can't see him, but his body language just completely changed. He looks so sad. I didn't know we'd be talking about this today. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared. If you don't follow the Barstool SC account, Jimmy runs it, and there was, suffice to say, a fury, a flurry, and a fury of tweets. A flurry of furious. Yes. Ferocity. <laughs> yeah, from the Barstool Flung account in the far off direction. <laughs> Formerly respected head coach, Clay Helton. Another word with an F, damn it. Nice. No, that was, I thought that was good, that was actually. There's a few times I was like, there's no way he's going to be able to yeah, pull this off. But okay. um, Yeah, so that sucks. We suck. We're underdogs in the Holiday Bowl against Iowa. Ooh. Not only are we underdogs, but I would wager that there's going to be at least at least two Iowa fans to every USC fan in the state. Oh, most likely, yeah. It is and going- we live 
an hour and a half from in the in the stadium. grand tradition of the former San Diego Chargers now Los Angeles Chargers, <laughs> our quote unquote home game will be a road game. Yeah, at London Chargers, by the way. Um, London, yeah, please. Yeah, so that's a awesome. big bummer. We suck, um, and yeah, we suck. Yeah, it sucks that we suck. Um, but I guess we're okay at basketball. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Are. We are. Um, we have some really good talent. We do every year. We lost a couple games in like those weird tournaments in college basketball. That hurts college basketball. I think. I they think have those weird a, tournaments and they like people have weird records because of them. I think it's actually a great part of college basketball. Oh, it's really? a re- it's like a really Bahamas smart tournament. Like, if the NBA does it, I will get pissed because it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And and professional sports should not have like extra tournaments unless it's like soccer because they've been playing the FA Cup for a century. Right. Um. And that's like exciting. You get to see, you know, big teams, small teams, upsets, whatever. But like early season college basketball tournaments are actually really interesting. They put together like a lot of interesting out of conference matchups, and you get to like see some just essentially combinations that you wouldn't see otherwise, at least that's before true. the tournament. Yeah. And it gets you to watch the game. You know, you're like, I don't know what it means to win, you know, the Orlando yeah. Invitational or the Maui Gym Invitational. But oh, I like, like the Maui Gym one. It, it's cool. Those they, are they, they're always teams. wearing the, they got the bald guys, Jay yes. Billis, and uh, who's the other guy? And every single coach wears Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, they're all wearing Hawaiian that shirts. That is fantastic. Yeah. And they, they play the like uh, Hawaiian music on the commercial breaks. I just, that looks fun. But I want to go to that at some point. If you consider, like, you know, like the first few games of the season, like we were playing like Florida and um, yeah, that's, and like Santa Barbara and stuff. Like if you can, if you consider that essentially like preseason, you know, it's an exciting like introduction. To the season. Yeah, that's I like true. It. I would. I think I would. My only complaint is that it makes for like very. It's very hard to tell how good your team is sure. during these tournaments, especially for like USC. We played like Temple and someone else, and we lost. Two Fairfield. of the games, Fairfield. Did we lose yeah. Fairfield? We beat we beat Fairfield. Got murdered by Marcus Howard and okay. Marquette. But we beat yeah. Harvard, who gave Maryland a pretty good game. Yeah, so. Harvard's pretty good. They're actually a pretty good basketball team. A lot. Of, yeah. Like they make the tournament, and they. The, I usually bet. I usually pick Harvard to go to the next round in the first round of a, uh, uh, the bracket, just because I don't know. I mean, they're honestly fun. they were a pretty good team. They I watched them. most of that tournament. They yeah. they played well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell how good we are. I think we're going to be good. I think we're going to be, my guess is like top three of the Pac-12 and we yeah. might sneak into the tournament. As we were last year and we should have been in the tournament. Yeah, that was brutal. Different. But, uh, FBI probe or, oh, you know, whatever. Yes. Really um, <laughs> all right. So we're going to, we're going to wrap the show up here with our slackers and superstars of the decade. Ooh. Ooh. Big reveal. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Um, <laughs> we have three or three. We have a couple picks for each of us. Mm-hmm. I think Sylvie's even got a pick or two. Pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been a good decade. Uh, pretty crazy that it's over. Uh, I still think it's 2012, personally. Yeah, that was just a good feels year. like it. It's yeah, a good just year, man. That that movie, 2012, yeah. it just kind of cements it. Yeah, that's a crazy movie, dude. Remember when that happened in like real life? <laughs> yeah. Remember when we all got killed by that wave? Yeah. Whoa, dude. dude. And then we got on the arcs. Holy, <laughs> holy hell. Good times though. Good we times. live in a simulation, so like. Yeah. You know. uh, it could have happened. Yeah. We just got our minds wiped. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> on some other, on some other news. Um, I can get it started. Do you yeah, want to? Sure. Do you want to like go around the horn? Like we'll do a little snake draft. Okay. We, yeah. Do we want to start with good or bad first? I would like to start with good. Good. I think, okay. You know, the bad might be a yeah. little sauce. And a little sour on yeah. a sour note. Okay, I like that. All right. Um. My first superstar, mm-hmm. as I kind of mentioned before, is Tiger Woods. 
I'm okay. I'm a freak for Tiger Woods. I love him. He's my favorite athlete. He's freaking awesome. And he made the best comeback in sports history by winning the Masters this year. And um, I cried. So I also I skipped a trip to Italy to watch him play in the Masters, which is pretty embarrassing, but it was worth it because I put 20 pounds on it and I won like 200 bucks. And he won, and I cried, and it was it was awesome. I did the same thing, except I was waiting for a Eurostar train. <laughs> Worst day of my life. But I did cry in a public uh, place. Oh, awesome. By the way, we went abroad. Um, we did. so All three of us. Yeah. yeah. All three of us, yeah. I Together. didn't cry the day Tiger won, though. I was just... I you just heard watched. the news late? I was, no, I was watching. I watched with Taylor, my roommate. Cause oh, no way. She's really into golf and Tiger also. So we, we were all invested, but we did not cry. Mm. Well, that's because you're emotionally stable people and not a freak. Like, yeah, I, I cried to prove a point and gain <laughs> attention. <laughs> it was you crying about a train being late. Uh, okay, it just Jimmy. happened to be the same time as Tiger. Who's your first superstar? Uh, my first superstar is the greatest of all time, Justin Tucker. There will mm. never be another kicker mm. greater, and there never has been one greater beforehand. He is the most accurate kicker in NFL history. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. He's funny. He mm. sings opera. Even though he went to Texas, I don't hold it against him. Oh. Um, he's like the most beloved player on the greatest team ever, the Ravens. Calm down. Um, and he's awesome, and I love him, and he makes me happy. See, Jimmy was just giving me we- like weird looks because yeah. I was fanboying over Tiger Woods, and then he just did the exact same thing, for except maybe worse kicker. for a kicker. <laughs> uh-huh. Not the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah. Not athlete. Greatest competitor of all time in Tiger Woods. But okay, you know, that's weird. But go ahead. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. No, I I, I love Justin. Um, my number two, and it's wait, wait, we got Sylvia. Oh, yeah. Sure. Come sure. on, my superstar. Sure, of yeah. course. Okay, so I just have one superstar, and it's Roger Federer. Because nice. I'm a big tennis fan, and Roger is for sure my favorite. And he's just such a legend, and holds all these records. And especially, you know, he's 38 now, and is still number three in the world. And he's also just the nicest man alive. Like. So I ball kid for the tennis tournament where I'm from, or I, I don't anymore. Wow, that's bad. I'm well, you're good. I used to. <laughs> um, and one time he like accidentally hit me with a ball and like fully stopped the match and like apologized, made sure I was okay, gave me like signed balls and towels and like he's just so kind and I just really appreciate athletes that are like really good at what they do but also classy and like polite. So he's my superstar of the decade. He is incredibly suave. I'm very yes. jealous of him. Yes. He is so cool looking. He, he dresses really well. He always has the coolest, like, outfits. He's great at everything. Yeah. He's just great at life. Yeah. He, like, constantly, like, has, like, that soft smile going yeah. on. You know what I'm talking about? Where, you know, he's, like, sensitive and nice, but or, also, like, kind of, he's kind of doing slight little yeah. smirk where he's, like, I'm cool as hell. Sam and I, you can't see it or, or hear it, but Sam and I are, like, soft smiling at each other. Yeah. They're trying to look like Roger Federer. They're not doing <laughs> the greatest job. <laughs> but A for effort. He's, like, I, I like Djokovic a lot, but... Every time they're in a match, I'm like, oh, it'd be cool if Djokovic would win. But then I look at Roger Federer, and I'm like, oh, but he's so cool. How can you not like that guy? Yeah. For me, it's like anyone but Rafa. I don't, I don't, yes. like, I don't like Rafa either. I can so get on board with that. I yeah. do not like Rafa. Well, the only thing I will say, Tiger is really good friends with Rafa. So, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. We're moving, moving on. Okay. I'm not going back to Tiger. Um, <laughs> I'll okay. go for my my next superstar is Pete Carroll. One, like... I wasn't here at USC, obviously, during his heyday, but he took the Seattle Seahawks and he transformed them. He's an awesome dude. He's the oldest coach in the NFL, and he just rocks it out there. He's got the gum in. Every time they go on the sideline, he's got like eight pieces of gum in. 
He's walking around. He's just bouncing. He plays football with the guys before. It's an awesome vibe, and he got us a championship. It's, I mean. I imagine he's probably set, like, a record in terms of, like, television airtime for someone who's soaking wet. It, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. everyone, like, even weathermen. Yeah. I don't think even weathermen have been as wet consistently as Pete Carroll is. Yeah, no, I know exactly. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh, my yeah. God, you're right. Like, he looks like a wet dog out there, like, half yeah. the time. They get him, yeah, they get him on prime time, just, like, 10 to 15 seconds of yeah. him just sopping I just wet. know exactly what he looks like when he's wet. Yeah. Well, anyways, yeah, he's transformed our program, and he's awesome. I just love the guy, you know? We sucked before this, so. Steve Largent. Sean Alexander. <laughs> Calm down. Those are the only names I can add. <laughs> Matt Hasselbeck? Come on. Um, okay, well, Pete Carroll's fun. You know, I'm certainly not going to get much of an argument on that uh, from me. For me, my number two is a, a similarly contentious, you could say, um, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So the Lightning uh. have developed... You know, beyond the expectations of what anyone could possibly you know, imagine, they have developed one of the most committed and great fan bases in the sport and of delusional. hockey. And uh, delusional. Yeah, in the sport of hockey. And this is in Florida. This is in this, not even the biggest market in Florida, you know? But Tampa Bay is a hockey town. We're Hockey Bay, USA. You know? It's just <laughs> the truth. It's not San Jose. It's not anywhere else that a bay would exist. Um, <laughs> it's us. Um this is contentious because they have, in this decade, completely failed to win a championship, and it makes mm-hmm. me sad as mm. hell. Okay. But, you know, they've put out great teams. They set, you know, regular season records last year. They went to a cup final. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a great team. They they put out a great product, and I love them. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I just have to bring up something about the Lightning, because every time you bring it up, it just makes me laugh, because one of our other good friends from the South was a huge Tampa Bay Lightning fan, and... Mm. He was annoying me quite a bit about the Tampa Bay Lightning um, during the playoffs. Uh, and he posted an article on Facebook, you know, innocuous, just sort of cool thing to do. You know, you're excited about your fan or your fandom, you know, your team. There's literally and, nothing cooler than posting an article on Facebook. Yeah, no, I agree. People are like, oh, yeah, that's like a really oh, that's, yo, he yeah, really cares. Yeah. Um, so the article title, I didn't read it, of course, because I was disgusted, <laughs> but it was the Tampa Bay Lightning are the greatest team ever formed or something like that. It was like they, yeah. they just had the greatest season ever. It was like it was last season, and then they proceeded to lose every game to the eighth seed. I think is that what happened? We they got swept. Talk about the playoffs. Oh, okay, cool. We adopt a more European like in season model <laughs> of whoever finishes first at the end of the regular season gets to win. That's right. why I'm so excited to be a Ravens fan. Okay, I don't have to worry. We've locked up the best record in the NFL already. If we just right. win, out. yeah, cool. So that's awesome, man. Two championships. <laughs> okay. Sylvie, do you have any more superstars? I don't have any more superstars. Okay. Mm. We'll keep moving. Heartbreaking. Um, I'll, I can go for my number three if you yeah, like. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. My you, need, three, you need a, a bounce back. My number three is a bit of a left field choice, but it's John Gruden. So Ooh. you think about John Gruden. He became one of the most beloved color commentators on television. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, no, he was awesome. You know what I'm talking about, man? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Spider, Spider 2, two, y, two, yeah, two y, y Banana. Um <laughs> But he, you know, he had a fantastic career in broadcasting after mm-hmm. a, a ch- Super Bowl championship winning career as a coach for the Buccaneers. Ever heard of them? I haven't. Um, <laughs> the and then he turned that into ten years, ten million dollars with the Raiders, and he's honestly taken what is a historically horrific franchise of the past like twenty years, mm-hmm. and they're not bad. 
No, I mean, they, they lost the past couple of games, but like they've been overperforming in, yeah. in the last two years compared to what you'd think in terms of the talent on the roster. I think they so. could be good next year. Like they've had yeah. a couple of games where you're like, oh, I, I don't think. And it's he like, goes around the black hole and high fives everybody. Yeah. I don't think Pretty it's awesome. crazy to say that that team under him can make a Super Bowl in the the length of his contract. I think yeah, they can make no, Super Bowl. I think they run, make a run. Whether um, Derek Carr is the guy who does it, uh, uh, I don't think so. We'll see. Uh, remember last year when they were calling, or maybe two years ago, they're calling him the White Mamba for a second. You made like John Gruden? No, 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 no. Derek Carr. Oh, good lord, God. No, no you don't remember? That? Okay, it was it was brutal. That's all we need to talk about that. But they, the he like Mamba he had two Scalabrini and it yeah, would be no one else. Ever. I know, but they, he had two like game winning drives, like crazy touchdowns, to win games, and they were like Mamba mentality. Blah, blah, blah. Like I don't know, he said it or something. You know what the game. problem with that is? Is that like so Brian Scalabrini and I think Alex Caruso gets the moniker a bit these mm. days too. They get it because they're really unathletic looking white guys. Mm-hmm. I feel like Derek Card's the kind of guy who takes that like really to heart. He's like, Yeah, I'm Mamba. And it's like, yeah. No. No. That's when it becomes all. not fun. Yeah. It's like, okay, dude, you're like the most average quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Like Alex Caruso has insane bounce and he's yeah, like, it, he's it, a good team player. And the Brian point, Scalabrini was wet. Like, the point of Brian Scalabrini and Alex Caruso is that they overperform. Yeah. You constantly Derek, perform two expectations. Derek Card just. He just performs. Yeah, he's right on his expectations. Just, yeah, the like no under, best no over. quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna keep moving here. Um, my last superstar, she's kind of out of the blue. It's Clay Thompson. Okay. Yeah, I just like the guy. He's just, mm-hmm. I think every time he's on the floor, he plays hard. You're a big shoots. bandwagon, so it fits right into that. <laughs> well, I don't have a team. Um, no, but I did. So uh, here's my stringent connection to. The Warriors and Clay Thompson. Mm. He played at Wazoo, and I wa- I wa- went to a lot of Husky games growing up. And he came and just slashed the Huskies like four times in his college career, and uh, like dropped fifty points like three times. So I watched all those games. I was like, this guy's really good. Went to the league, and he's just like, he's awesome. I don't know. I think everybody likes him. I don't think there's a guy you could find and be like, oh, I really hate Clay Thompson. He's just a fun-loving guy. You know, he's got a dog. Apparently, everybody goes to his house and smokes weed on the Warriors, which is kind of funny, which is just, like, so on brand. He's just, like, a pure, like, you know? He's a he's, glue guy. Yeah, he's a glue guy, and he's, like, everything you could expect. Like, you look at him, you're like, hey, probably all smoke at his house, and, like, he's probably high every game while he's got his injury. And then you look at him on the sideline, you're like, yep, that's exactly what's going on, 100%. <laughs> I remember reading an article about him, and basically the way they described him was, like, he literally essentially is a college student. Yeah. He just he smokes. He just plays video games. He'll like get like six man of the year, like most approved player, like awards like that, and just like throw it like on his shelf. Yeah. Like, ah, I don't I don't know, like you can have it, yeah. like whatever. That was basically how they outlined him and I was like, Wow, this guy's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. just wants to sit at home and play Halo. I get that. <laughs> yeah. And then just be like probably one of the best shooters ever, most like yeah. cerebral like shooting form, just perfect. Just And he's just, so unhateable. Yeah. He's, like, done nothing to piss anyone off. I know. And he had a game with 11 dribbles and 60 points. That's yeah. awesome. It sounds like James Harden. Yeah. No, it sounds like the opposite of James Harden. <laughs> I don't watch basketball. <laughs> James Harden, 60 points, like, 900 dribbles. <laughs> they count all the little, like, <laughs> mini dribbles. And all the dribbles that he's doing while walking and acting <laughs> like he's getting fouled. <laughs> okay, we're going to wrap this up with some slackers. So, slackers of the decades, big idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get it started just to go 
just to go crazy. All of mine are Seattle related, so I'm uh, gonna do a little complaining here. So you clearly bear love with me. Seattle. <laughs> I'm from there. The trees are nice. It's nice outside. <laughs> That's what everybody from there sounds like, guaranteed. Um, P. Carroll. That's my slacker. Okay. Number and, one. And uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't rank these in order. No, okay. no, no. He's definitely not number one on my okay. list. Um, the next one is definitely number one. P. Carroll's just the first one I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he did uh, all those things I talked about earlier, and then he screwed it all up. We were going to have a dynasty. We had the best defense freaking like in the last 30 years, the Legion of Boom. Everyone was going to stick around, and one play call, because he wanted to get fancy and try and trick the Patriots who couldn't stop Marshawn Lynch all game. He ruined the entire franchise for the next like two, three years. Honestly, it, if we want to have like a biggest play of the decade, that, that is the biggest was. It is I mean, not even like necessarily from a Seattle perspective, yeah. but like if you think about the context of that, and I talk about this a lot, the the Patriots at that point in time were about to, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe they were about to lose their third Super Bowl with the Brady Belichick crew. Yeah. So they're about to be three and three, having not won a Super Bowl since 2004. They're basically just like a kind of has been franchise. You like gets there, but can't get the job done if if that play goes another way, and the Seahawks become the dominant. Franchise yeah. in the NFL. All the players came out. They all le- like a bunch of them left, and they said that they would have stayed, but they lost all their trust in Pete Carroll's play calling ability because of that one play. I get that. So like Bruce Irvin left, Richard Sherman left, Earl Thomas ended up leaving later on. Um, another a couple other key players like well Malcolm Smith wasn't that key, but he's a good linebacker and like uh, a couple more of our cornerbacks, stuff like that, and. I was just like, I couldn't believe that. I was just like most shocked. It's probably honestly one of the biggest plays ever. Yeah. And I think inversely, like that same thing would have happened with the Patriots. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. It, you could certainly debate whether they'd get to the Super Bowl against Atlanta and, and Philly if that happens. I would argue that they would because like Brady wouldn't go anywhere. Sure. And like but, they'd you know, probably build a deep. But you never know. No, yeah. it is. It, I think it's probably the most important play of the decade and like one of the most important in sports ever. Yeah. It just sucks that we're on the wrong side of it because. Pete was just, you know, trying to get a little fancy, but he sure knows how to how to find himself on the wrong side of the biggest plays in history. Yeah, he does. So that's mine. Worth a five. Still hurts. Um, okay. <laughs> um, I I'll, I'll go three to three to one actually, okay. and I think this might be a little contentious from like a grand stamp standpoint. But my number three is Antonio Brown. Um, I know maybe he should be ranked higher, but uh, Antonio Brown is the biggest clown in the past decade of sports at the very least. You know, it's mm-hmm. like Kevin Durant times a billion, um, and it matters because it's football and not basketball. It's like Kevin um, Durant with CTE. It's like Kevin Durant. But, and he's less cool. But, like... I love Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, like, <laughs> it, there are, you know, slants of Kevin Durant where, like, he's actually, like, you can, like, empathize with them. When, like, a lot of players like him a lot. Yeah, like, a lot of players like him. Sometimes he does stuff that's, like, legitimately, like, funny. Yeah. Like, you know, where, where he'll, like, internet troll people and stuff. Antonio Brown just sucks and everyone hates him. Yeah. And he's a bad person. Yeah. And he committed crimes and he's really rude to people. And he played for the Steelers, which is the worst crime in yeah. the mall. Yeah. Oh, my God. I hate um, Steelers. And, and he's from Florida and he's he's given my state a bad name. He's oh, the first yeah, person to do that. That's what, yeah, right. The first sorry. person to ruin the Sterling yeah. reputation. Of you know, honestly, Florida. I was thinking about it. The, Florida was in such good graces with everybody until Antonio Brown. I, I still, I, I mean, apologize. It still is the best state in the union. Yeah. Right. For, <laughs> for, so, for yeah. sure. Not the best. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Alabama. One of. There it Sam is. Sam knows. That's right. I will take one of the best in the union. Um, do you want to go? Yeah. You want to go? Yeah, that's sure. that a great one. He is terrible. 
he's awful and, and he <laughs> he also as Stephen a famously says he like all he had to do was go one weekend without tweeting and he would make himself 30 million dollars and he couldn't do it <laughs> it was just ridiculous and he was mean to juju and there's never any reason yeah. for anyone to ever Juju's do that. so nice True. yeah and he made a hundred thousand dollars on a freaking stream he's the man anyway um my second is usc football yeah you know, some necessary mm-hmm. self-deprecation here but uh the 2010s, you know, th- this decade of USC football is certainly one of the most tumultuous and just straight up like worst in program history from a lot of yeah. different measures, you know, record, but also sanctions and head coach turnover and embarrassing only one scandals, only one Rose Bowl. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a pretty Honestly, rough I'm not su- ride. I'm surprised it's not your number one because it is a great pick. Yeah. They we we USC have has been hardcore terrible. been slacking. Yeah, very yeah. slacking. Sylvie, what do you got? You got a slacker? I have a not so much like a big idiot, just someone I really don't like. Does that count? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. It's really basic. Okay. It's Go Tom Brady. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just really don't like Tom Brady and he cheats and he's really whiny and annoying. And I just like it's kind of like how people in college football don't like Alabama because they like dominate. I don't like Patriot the Patriots because they dominate. So just this whole conversation, I was thinking about how much I really don't like Tom Brady. Yeah, he's a system QB. Yeah, and I would just love if he would go away. <laughs> but he's probably going to be more annoying once he stops playing football. He's going to have so much free time. That's true. I do he's... have to say his Twitter is oh, I, fantastic. I was going to say the exact same thing. It's, oh, I don't look at his Twitter. Okay, you have to. It's, yeah. it's actually really funny. I hated the guy, and then, like, whoever it, it, it's he immediately cl- got on there, and he was, like, killing it. Yeah, it's very clearly not him tweeting, but whoever is doing it is, <laughs> yeah. like, they're very good, and the, and then he's got like videos he does after every win, and they're and those awesome. Are, no, those are the worst. Those, they're not that. I, I mean, those. he goes like they're funny because he's kind of like joking about it, you know, a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I think he hired someone who did a good job with his Twitter, you know, and I construct yeah. that. Hey, you know, I get it. If you you know <laughs> hire more social media professionals, social media brands being funnier is good for everyone. It is Moon Pie account. Check it out. Moon Pie account. <laughs> Wendy's account. Slim Jim account. That one's good. Mm. That's a new one. Yeah, check it out. Interesting. Um, all right, I'll finish off here. I'm just going to go both of mine because sure. they're also Seattle-related ra- and they're terrible. So well, Seattle's a terrible place. It is a terrible place, so don't go there. Don't move there, please. Good. Stop moving there. Um, city of Seattle is my first one, or number two on my list. So Pete was three um, because like probably like six or seven years ago when I was hi- in high school, this guy named Chris Hansen, I think. He's like some venture capitalist. He's also on The Bachelor. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Harrison. know. Damn it. Idiot. Um, he is like a net worth of like $3 billion or something. He was like, uh, the Seattle Sonics need to come back. Like Seattle needs a team. This is one of the best fan bases in basketball, which is true. And he was like, I will put down $700 million of my own money so we get a new stadium. Because that was the problem. Like we didn't have a team because of the stadium and we didn't have an owner. And like all, like it got put to a vote, and taxpayers would only have to pay like some ridiculously low amount, like like twenty dollars in a year to get the stadium done. And the city council like shut it down because they were worried about traffic in this like one tiny little area. And they just redid the entire like freeway system right there, so it'd be fine now. We'd have LA freaking live like in Seattle. We'd have a hockey team already. We'd have a Sonic. We'd have the Sonics back. I'm just it's it's infuriating. Okay. I can't believe we don't have a basketball team, and it makes me angry. And someone who's willing to give up $700 million of their own money, and we said no. Honestly, this might be coming from a bit of a privileged standpoint, but in the grand scheme of things, being a Seattle fan worrying about not having a basketball team isn't 
awfully major because like it's like the most like inevitable like team move or like yeah. relocation yeah. or expansion. We're gonna like, get one ever. Like yeah. I like Adam Silver has said like they're the first yeah. city to get a team like if, as soon as we expand. But it just sucks because like this is like prime sports watch. Well, it's not prime sports watching, but like this is like the most intense my fandom's gonna be, and I'm like obsessed with basketball. Uh-huh. I just. I don't get to watch. I don't have a team to root for, like jerseys to buy, whatever. Like I have a Kevin Durant Sonics jersey. That's how hard I'm holding on to the past. Yeah, jeez, you're you're really being cucked. Um, so my last one though is we talked about it earlier, but it's the Mariners, and I don't really want to talk about them anymore because they bum me out. But we haven't been to playoffs in essentially my entire life because I was two when they last made it. Um. We had the worst owner ever in Nintendo for a long time. We got new owners recently, and uh, they decided, let's get to do GM and uh, manager, which is great. We got a really good GM and manager. But then they immediately dumped the entire team and said, uh, you guys are going to have to wait three years until we make the playoffs. It's like, three years? We've already been working, waiting 17. I just, yeah. I just, I can't believe it. And we suck, and it sucks, and I hate it. Certainly, if I, can, if I can add some tidbits, you know, Nintendo, first of all, that's, like, kind of cool. Like, oh, they used it just to, like, advertise. They didn't yeah. care about the team at all. That's awesome. Everyone gets a GameCube or something. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> I wish the Rays had that. They had um, DSs at the ballpark. That was it. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's kind of cool. That is really cool. Um, you've also had some great players, you know, Ichiro, Ken Griffey yeah. Jr., you know, that's been kind of sick. You know, and yeah. Jerry Depoto is a complete weirdo. Um, but he's cool. Yeah, but he's cool. Um, I think the the most important tidbit that you left out is that 29 of the 30 MLB teams have now made a World Series. Yeah, we're the only one that has made a World Series. Yeah, yeah that that was a key stat, and it is crushing. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's probably not gonna, we're not we're gonna make it. Like I'm honestly like ready to say that we might never make it. Like in my life. Okay. Like that's. <laughs> I'm honestly like right now it feels like we never like imagine if this fails we don't make the playoffs. And then they're like, oh, it looks like we have to start over again. Are we just going to keep doing this? It's not It's not about the destination. It's about the climb. What if I like Thinking get hit by a car tomorrow? <laughs> what, if I, what if I get hit by a bus or some shit? And I just... You should just probably never be it. more mindful of buses. Well, um, <laughs> I'm going to be because I don't want to die without seeing the Mariners at least play a playoff game. Okay. It's disgusting. I'm, I'm sad. I'm best, very sad. The best I can say for you is, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. I'll help you walk across streets so that you don't get hit by buses so that you can see the Mariners <laughs> play one playoff game. Thank you so much. Just making sure that we have a wrap on that situation. Um, I will I will give my number one slacker. Okay. Um, this is a group that I am calling the plebs, at least right. you know temporarily, mm-hmm. the plebeians, the uh, the common folk, the the worst uh, people ever. The worst people ever is the best way to put it because I hate common people. Um, these are the people who are fans of the Yankees. Yeah. The Lakers, mm-hmm. the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and Notre Dame football all at the same time. Maybe with a little Duke basketball. Probably but, Duke basketball, yeah. But, you know, these are... And a little... Wait, did you say Alabama already? Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe some Alabama. Yeah. Um, maybe some, like, I don't know, even, even like, Canadian hockey just to be, like, weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, even the Rangers, right? So, you think of these people, but their, their main teams, you know, would be the Lakers, the Cowboys, the and Yankees, the Yankees, yeah. you know? And those teams have combined for nothing. Yeah. This entire decade. Yeah. Nothing. Well, actually, Wait, the Lakers, the Lakers won, won in 2012. Won, oh, no, no, not like 2012. 2010. 10, 2010, you're right. Okay, yeah. That's barely in this decade. That's, yeah, it doesn't count. Otherwise, 
They have combined for for Jack Diddley squat, and I love it. Yeah, it's pretty. I awesome. love it. These are the most hateable fan bases like ever, and they're so entitled and so delusional. We're like, oh well, the Yankees like, I, why aren't they throwing like eighty billion dollars at a guy? Like this is ridiculous. And you have like the fourth best farm system and a billion dollars to work with, and it's like, oh, like the Astros cheating. That's why we didn't go to World Series. Like, <laughs> like you suck, and I hate you, yeah. and I relish the fact that you are terrible. And you will not see a championship in this decade. I'm with you on Beautiful. that. Beautiful, big time. Like, it's stop awesome. liking teams because they're big brands. It's the craziest thing ever. We need. We have a. We have a friend, Eric, who was in oh, London yes. with us. Yes, who Good friend. is the antithesis of my sports takes, and I would love to bring him. Oh, yeah, you guys got in huge very, arguments. It was awesome. Yeah, it'll get very interesting. He's like the biggest front runner of all time, and is horrible. Um, I just I hate the concept that like someone is like from. I don't know, like they're from New York. Like, okay, yeah. I'll give you the Yankees, yeah. right? That's fine. But it's like, oh, like I'm a Lakers fan because like my dad watched them because it was like Showtime Lakers and they were so good. And it's like, oh, so your dad's a bandwagon. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, but like I like Notre Dame because like the tradition, you know, like like <laughs> who doesn't that. love that? And it's like, why are you a Cowboys fan? Oh, <laughs> and then they just the stadium. Like, <laughs> they just like explode. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's horrible, <laughs> and I hate them. Explode hate due to lack of personality. Yes, it's yeah. oh, it's the worst. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. It's annoying. I One of my roommates, and if he listens to this, she probably won't, but he, his, like, grandpa is from Dallas. His mom's from Dallas. He's like, oh, I'm a big boys fan. But anytime Tom Brady comes on, he's like, oh, I love Tom Brady. Like, I hope the Pats win. I'm just like, and then when the Rams come on because he lives in L.A., he's like, oh, dude, like, I hope the Rams win. Like, it's cool because I'm around here. It's like, dude, you got to shut up. Just Take a look in the mirror and just pick a team. Yeah. And just like stick Figure with one out. story. Yeah. Figure it out. Figure it out. I can like understand like like at least like the, the you know, the Rams thing if he you know if like say he was uh, I guess you could go to the Coliseum a lot. Yeah, or, like, say like yeah. the the Cowboys but, were terrible. It doesn't make not, sense like, either though because interest. the origin the Rams originally weren't here when they we were alive. Like yeah. even if you did live in LA. I yeah. guess if you want to upstart yourself on yeah. a new franchise. It's terrible, and I hate it. <sighs> Anyways, we just got a lot of, like, that was, like, basically just catharsis for us. It, it for really the, was. For the last, like, four, 30 minutes. For the last, like, century of sports, too. Yeah. 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 But this is the Good decade. Stuff. The end of the <laughs> this decade. is the decade. Yeah, right? the Mariners are going to win 10 times, or all 10. Um, we put in our time. I think they'll win eight or nine next next decade. World Series? Yeah. Or the games? The Rays are going to win a couple. <laughs> Because <laughs> eight or nine games, you know, you never know. You never know. <laughs> I could be. That's our starting goal for next season. Yep. You just never know. Baseline. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's going to be the end of our our run here this semester. Sylvie, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. We plan to continue this podcast next semester. We will be coming at you with some very spicy interviews. Yeah. So we it's weren't allowed. We weren't couldn't interview football players this year probably because they didn't want to be in the same room as a couple of runts but um now <laughs> no, they had football practice you know like obligations and stuff so we're gonna we're gonna get some guys on next year that's gonna be electric uh it's not as electric as football season obviously but you know we're gonna have better interviews we do basketball stuff baseball stuff we've had a great interview today okay that's right that's right, Alabama faithful in the house. One of your best, I believe. Yes, yeah. probably like top, top four. four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. Like I said, end of the decade, end of the semester. 
Hope you all's finals are going well. And we'll see you next year. Love you.